Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast. Hi, this is the Marketing Connect Podcast, a show where we get up close and personal with some of the most celebrated marketeers in the country. We talk to them and discover nuances of marketing that we often miss. After all, we are a show for marketeers by marketeers. Listen in. Good evening ladies and gentlemen this is Saurav and we are back with yet another episode of Marketing Connect today i have a very exciting guest with me uh, i call him Sandy but uh, i will let him introduce you uh, introduce himself to you Sandy over to you okay thanks uh, thanks Saurav uh, it's it's really exciting to be a part of this and uh, i hope you know i i'm not sure whether i'm interesting marketer but uh, but i'm sure had my own share of uh, my unique journey so i am currently heading marketing uh, with ptc i am at the moment i'm in a transition i am currently looking at indian geo but i'm soon moving to uk and northern europe to feel, to do field marketing and uh, you know for that region uh, i started my career you know i have been a marketer through and through so mostly tech marketing has been my forte ever since i've left college and uh, and i and i love it i think it's exciting to be a marketer and to be a tech marketer. amazing sandy uh, assume karo ki we don't know anything about you or ptc so tell me what does ptc do what is the company do and what do you do there so ptc is a is a boston based uh, company a leader in industrial iot platform and augmented reality so our technology helps industrial companies to create value for themselves their customers and the world so from hospital equipment with increased uptime and a space suite that is just as durable as half the weight to more sustainable buildings and efficient manufacturing each improvement in our technology helps to create and makes a better world so you know it's a through a combination of augmented reality industrial iot plm cat solutions PTC technology helps customers to achieve some results you know something tangible say for example in our ceo jim heppelman's word the goal of digital transformation is not to just become a digital company instead for industrial companies to capitalize on the digital technologies and to defense and advance their competitive advantage is more holistic and and we provide that platform and the technology to actually uh, you know enable digital transformation for most of our customers my role in ptc is really as a marketer uh, to promote the technology to to improve adoption to to enable adoption and and as a marketer i don't just think of just selling but also to inspire companies to make them feel confident to go and start this process of change because technology adoption is change for any organization especially in the scale and breadth that we talk about you know for example augmented reality is a new thing uh, especially in india for a lot of people and there is a, a you know like a huge uh, range of opportunities that are possible with augmented reality uh, so implementing an augmented reality uh, strategy is not about just buying a it system you know it's it's a whole switch and change uh, process and my role as a marketer is to be the starting point of that process for any company for any cxo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. got this so uh... you mentioned uh, some really interesting buzzwords that you know all marketers today look for right eot iot digital transformation 
augmented reality virtual reality so so sandy uh, how would you assume that i am a 6 year old and you explain all these three things to me like you know in really really simple terms so that my listeners could actually understand that you know where is the world headed in the next few years so let's start with augmented reality you know and i'll also give some examples of the applications of augmented reality and since it's a marketing conversation i will keep to some of the applications for marketing as much as can also take you through a uh, shop floor examples so uh, let's let's say an example of tvs motors an indian company that launched uh, an app called tvs uh, you know arrive so what does that app do it's like you know you can actually augment your bike in your living room and you can show it and share it with your friends you can actually change the features and functionality similarly you know porsche has done a whole you know app for the european market where you enter into a showroom say so you see a car and you say and you ask the sales guy that you know what i want a, a black color and so you can actually with using the app you can change the color you can change the design uh, you can experience the car uh, you know in an augmented setting uh, but in a real showroom you know what i mean so these are the kind of applications i can explain so for kids if you are talking about kids you know lego toys for example used our solution and they wanted to wanted children to connect digitally experience you know so basically they created an app that they can scan on physical toys or on prints and they can interact and 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 more the scans they did more uh, you know loyalty bonus uh, points they they got and they could upgrade their games in interesting in 60 days 2.7 million downloads happened and actually that helped lego to actually win the editors choice award at the london's toys fair uh, last year so it's interesting how uh, companies you know the possibility with augmented reality is is incredible uh, iot has more applications internet of things or industrial iot as many buzzwords call it has more applications in the manufacturing setup where you want to connect your factory or machines and you want to have a real time information about the performance of those machines this is something that iot does but of course there is another part of iot which is smart connected products where your products become you know sensor enabled so for example you can switch on your air condition even before arriving home or you can switch on your geyser even before you reach home those kind of things are iot so i think a lot of automobile companies are getting into iot and uh, they have these whole experience that is uh, enhanced uh, and the performance of the whole, you know i think the customer experience has is going to go up with internet of especially smart connected products with the yeah so that is the iot uh, kind of uh, examples that i can share and this is what ptc does got this so one of my friends recently got a new car and he was super excited to tell me that you know before i go to the car i can switch on the ac and it will be at 22 degrees when i enter the car and i think that is what uh, uh, iot does for for him right amazing cool send So, Sandy, tell me these technologies that you work on are very different from you know FMCG marketeer, wherein they are supposed to uh, create you know brand salience more than anything else. In your case, a lot of your work would probably be evangelism of these technologies to other industries, right? So, so tell me, tell me, what does a typical day look like for you in 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 a in in in, in office? you know the the good thing about a marketing job is that there is no typical day every day is different 
<laughs> but but having said that you, you know any time any point you know there is always few elements that are constantly we are working together you know i there is a lot of uh, there is a lot of focus on the top line you know and i think for even for fmcg companies i'm sure they do a lot of focus on top line but i'm constantly working with the business functions and the business leaders to ensure that we are going after the right market to to understand what are the challenges the potential challenges and then therefore how do we actually go and uh, inspire those people our, our target audience to start trying us out you know so typical day ranges between a lot of calls with sales with product management with outside vendors with agencies uh so on one side we are making all the plans and strategy and initiatives on the other side we have on ground execution and then measuring of results so typically it's a range of activities whether it's meeting internally with the sales or the product teams or externally with agencies media all kinds of people got this so i want to ask you a tough question now sandy tell me did you always want did you always wanted to be in the technology marketing space or it just happened to you like you know most marketers don't know where to go and wherever their first job takes them they just follow that what happened what about you yeah actually it was an interesting start so i when i was in college that was many many years ago 20 years more plus years ago you know uh, there was no internet i mean forget about internet i studied in i studied in st stephens and the talk of the town you know the, the 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 college was all about civil services you know career the, the mba was getting there i mean marketing and and kind of finance professions people were trying for iims and trying for cat but it was still very old school very different and we didn't have we didn't have internet we didn't have we would go to a cyber cafe and we didn't even know what technology would be or would become there was no imagination at the time which was back in the 1999 and 2000 so you know i didn't know i would become a technology marketer but i knew i would become a, i want to become a marketer and 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 the reason was because there was you know a marketing role is always exciting new different things is a challenge all the time and i landed into technology by chance but also i had a choice so i you know without naming companies there was a situation once at the start of my career where i was working for consumer brands uh, through an agency i was working in market research but i realized that there is a lot of saturation i mean there is a lot of people doing it and i probably wouldn't find my niche and therefore i jumped into tech marketing so it was kind of a form choice but it was a choice for sure it it wasn't something that came into you know like it wasn't something i didn't have an option <laughs> so yeah cool sandy amazing that you know you actually had a choice and you you i mean there is some bit of luck and some bit of uh, 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 you know personal choice that you made to come into tech marketing so uh, tell me uh, i'm going to let put you on the spot here and assume karo ki i am a fmcg marketer and i am supposed to launch a new brand of chocolates and somebody told me that you know speak to sandy from ptc and he could help you with uh, doing a ar vr based solution for your uh, brand so walk me through a step by step kind of a kind of a journey on how i could become a more tech slash exciting brand for my consumers so for example you know i'll give you an example from what has been done already and then i will put it in the context of a chocolate company so we worked ptc worked with a wine company called vivino and uh, you know a wine company you know 
choosing a wine in a wine store could be a daunting task to to understand what which wine you should choose uh you know which what what are the other options what kind of recipe a wine can go with all that kind of questions gets answered through ar so there is an image you kind of that gets augmented there is a person who actually tells you about it you can ask questions so there is a very interactive process where actually the wine bottles kind of speaks with you or speaks to you and tells you about it tells you about what are the things that it goes well with what is the flavor taste acidity blah 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 so let's take it to the chocolate brand same thing you know choosing a chocolate to be you know either to gift someone or for 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 a dinner party it could be a daunting task so you can actually create a more augmented experience because of course you cannot replace the sense of taste or smell because those are things that you know it can only replace the visual uh, you know experience but also giving information about the chocolate about how it is made what is the what is the percentage of cocoa versus the you know the other ingredients where it was sourced whether it was done in a more what you say humanitarian way or not all those kind of questions so you might get a background story about chocolate through augmented reality just like vivino is promoting its wine using augmented reality got it yeah so sandy uh, before before you pitch ptc to me you touched upon a very interesting word that i hear a lot uh, from uh, people in marketers these days you use the word humanitarian uh tell me something as a marketer what is your stand on you know ethics versus humanity versus you know the world hoping to become more kinder with everything that's happening around us what's your take on that sandy so i think you know uh, this is something that as a professional i also stand for is uh, i i think i am striving to uh, you know make an make a difference make an impact in whatever possible way to make this world a more kinder inclusive place uh you know where people are tolerant to one another irrespective of their religious religion uh caste sexual preferences gender etc and i think in that regard i like you know you know i'm i'm inspired by people such as you know dan levy who created sheets creek uh you know which kind of broke the boundary of of talking about bringing a simple family story uh on the air uh, and 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 telling a, a very simple story of how love and family and uh, and and inclusivity is so important and it's such a simple story but it's such a powerful story it has moved millions of people around the world and i think those are the kind of stories we need to say even as marketers when we go out and try to do campaigns we should always think of ways and means to tell those stories by by touching some kind of a you know social uh social issue so it's not just about selling a product but also about telling a story that inspires a set of people that that helps to raise our conscience towards uh, each other towards society towards the environment uh, i think that's what we are lacking right now i think the pandemic has helped a lot of people to actually realize that especially from the materialistic or the capitalist world uh, but i think it's important as marketers you're talking about people like me you're talking to talking about people like me capitalists and you know materialists no, 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 capital, i am i am i am a problem. i am totally into capitalism i am not <laughs> against it but i think the the ethics of the human side is important uh, as much as uh, we are we try to do our jobs by you know which is selling or you know selling products that we sell every day <laughs> so yeah Amazing. so tell me i'm going to uh, 
probably shift gears and and I'm going to ask you a little more personal because you're an intriguing uh, conversation. So tell me some companies, assuming that you weren't working for PTC, uh, what kind of companies would you want to work for and give me a why? I mean, I mean, just want to understand from you what excites you with those companies and, and what makes you look up to them. So I think, you know, I am... Uh... I'm I'm very much a storyteller, and at the core of my heart, I am I like companies uh, or businesses that tell stories. Uh, like how Mira Nair uh, says, I mean, her popular one-liner is, "If we do not, if you do not tell your stories, nobody will." You know, we are we are supposed to tell our stories in whatever way form, and if we are in a place of privilege where we can tell our stories, best to tell it because so that the world gets inspired and, and who knows there are a lot of people who would want to hear that story so uh, you know I really it, I really get inspired by companies such as Netflix uh, also YouTube to some extent for democratizing uh, content uh, you know letting people express themselves letting people tell their stories I think even Netflix you know for letting a lot of young talent get an opportunity to tell their unique stories and find their unique voices uh, and and not be afraid of any kind of societal norms or boundaries. So I wouldn't say I would like to work for those companies because I'm very much happy here and I like <laughs> the my work. It was, a tri- it was a trick question to have your colleagues listen listen in and, and, and then pull your legs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. But definitely those companies uh, who tell the stories uh, inspire me. But I also like a lot of companies, a lot of FMCG companies, I won't name them, who actually... Uh, promote the cause, you know, for example, Black is Beautiful, something that uh, one of the brand, I don't want to name, but they actually uh, hired, uh, a, you know, a colored model to be the face instead of choosing. You know, so those kind of brands, even as consumer companies, FMCG companies, they can also do their bit by telling such stories and inspiring girls to not be in the pressure to fit into a certain skin color or beauty. You know, I think that's that's a responsible marketing and a responsible uh, business, I would say, which I would be inspired by. So, so I'm going to I'm going to push it further. I know that you were refusing to name any names per se, but if I had to tell you that you know, Sandy, मेरे एक कंपनी का नाम बताओ. Give me the name that you think is doing a phenomenal job on marketing. What would that be? It could be Indian, it could be international, it could be a regional, whatever kind of a company. I don't know whether I can I can remember off the hat or you know like I can be hundred percent sure, but uh, but I don't I don't know whether I can point my finger into one brand. But there are a lot of companies. I I can't really I can't really think of companies because they are doing a lot for uh, you know underprivileged girls, girl child. You know especially in India we have this issue. Uh, I don't, I don't exactly can't say a name, but yeah, there are a lot of companies who are working on those lines. There are a lot of companies working on, uh, you know, against fairness, uh, fairness creams, uh, which is a great thing. I think we should, it, you know, it's high time we get out of that fairness uh, uh, thing for women. And a lot of companies, you know, for example, I remember one of those award functions which I was watching where. Uh, uh, her name Amy Schumer got the beauty you know some, some glamour award so I think it's very important for companies to bring a more inclusive sense of beauty a more inclusive sense of uh, what uh, what beauty should be or what uh, a person should be you know instead of 
putting them into the boxes and and, and the pressure of, of being thin and pretty and especially for women and and especially a lot of companies who are doing a lot of work on promoting uh, you know the girl child ensuring that girl child get education i think those are really inspiring i don't know names at the moment i mean i cannot name names but yeah it's an it's an inspiring answer sandy but you know i mean i am known to pull legs of my of my guests so i have to tell you that you are a you could make a great politician as well i mean you know you've been on the right side of of conversation all this while okay let me let me get back to a serious conversation about the world that you operate in right i mean uh, digital transformation and digital impact so tell me if if any students are listening to the conversation and they want to make a career into this uh, sunrise industry as i as i want to call it uh, what would you advise them how how can they do that and what are the first few things that they should look at i think you know for for youngsters i always when i am trying to hire or when i'm trying to you know coach them i look for their ability to draw inspiration from multiple areas instead of being very myopic or very uh, squared to just one thing you know and this is something typically i feel a lot of very typical geeky techy people they are only focused on the technology so much so they do not really draw inspiration from the world of fashion or films or art or literature and that is where i feel as a marketer even if i am a tech marketer even if i i am talking and telling stories to people you know even if i am selling a tech high tech industry and we shouldn't forget that as marketer one i would say try and be curious to ideas and inspirations from across the spectrum and world you know with the with the internet anything is possible you know one can keep watching videos you know they can go deep dive into a person a comedian or there's a lot of material out there i think one needs to understand just be curious to learn about different things rather than just myopic or one single linear way of looking at career you know so that would be my advice yeah. but you also said something really interesting here that uh, you said you could uh, do multiple things including watching say stand up comedy now tell me when you're not working what kind of media do you consume uh, how do you keep yourself aware about what's happening in the world what kind of newspapers you read who are the favorite uh, you know columnists and bloggers and and other people like that i have no favorites but i i read uh, i read times i mean not uh, i mean not times times of india times uk i read financial times i read a lot of uh, whatever i could grab my hands i also like watching interesting things on netflix uh, not necessarily english speaking series but one of series which are uh, probably not necessarily related to a certain kind of uh, entertainment uh, i also uh follow a lot of the uh, art you know artists on on instagram so i i follow i tend to follow their lives you know and also you know for so if you really ask me about favorite i would say a couple of writers that who inspire me uh, like one of them is uh, this nigerian lady called chimamanda chimamanda adichie she talks about the black experience the african american experience versus the african experience in america in a white world and uh, i think her short story collection was incredible she's extremely talented and tells the stories very succinctly 
you know, both promoting yeah, the feminist point of view and the color point of view. Then I like this author, which most people wouldn't know, and I follow him dearly on Instagram, is Neil Patel. Uh, he's one of the Indian American writers, uh, you know, gay writers, who has actually written a collection of short stories, uh, you know, across different kinds of situations. You know, not it's not necessarily an LGBTQ short story collection, but rather it is a short story collection talking about different kind of encounters, relationships, which are not in the conventional frame of reference, you know? So I, I really follow such people. Uh, I don't know them personally. Like I said, I like Dan Levy. Uh, but yeah, in terms of consumption of material, it's a wide range. And today we have that, you know, <laughs> the wide range of uh, content available out there. So, Sally, tell me, uh, it's a tough one. Uh, I was reading a lot about AR and VR, and people have been saying that uh, these technologies have been coming soon for the last, you know, 10 years now, and they just haven't seemed to uh, come around. I mean, what is your take as an expert on the industry and, and and as a stakeholder in the industry? Like, this, like wasn't AR supposed to be the saving grace in this world that got stuck into their homes because of COVID? Yes. Yes, companies who have adopted AR. So I'll give you some examples of uh, what it means. Uh, some examples that that may or may not have been implemented. So, for example, there is something called, uh, you know, uh, expert capture. So, for example, you are, you are in a shop floor and, uh, you know, you cannot have all the people on the shop floor in a manufacturing setup because of social distancing, because of COVID. You are... You are keep making people take turns and coming onto the shop floor, and there are issues that one is facing with the specific machine. You know, one can actually remotely uh, help somebody, train somebody, uh, or even get the expert knowledge without that person's physical presence. You know, that is what augmented reality can do in a shop floor setup. And I'm talking about hardcore manufacturing setup where. Uh, physical presence is important. You know, it's not about working from home, but even there, AR can enable work from home. You know, even in a man with augmented reality, that is possible. For, you know, furthermore, uh, real estate. You know, so real estate is, is one of the uh, industry that is really showing a lot of interest in augmented reality. And this is how AR can help real estate companies. So let's say a real estate company is selling premium homes. And every time, and they have a diverse set of buyers who have diverse set of taste. So when you make a sample flat, the whole dilemma is, who am I catering to? You know, <laughs> whether it's so, how do you actually, so you don't have to create a sample flat. Give them augmented reality, make it augmented, give them a, you know, a device or maybe an app or, or you know, ideally a device. They wear in, they walk into an empty flat and they can exactly see the apartment, the interiors, as they want to see. If they want to select a particular sofa, they can do select a particular color of the room. They can try out. So imagine trying out an empty apartment, looking and and re, and the virtually you are seeing a completely the setup that you want to see. You are more likely to buy. Firstly, secondly, the real estate company doesn't need to invest in different kind of multiple, uh, you know, sample flat interiors. And thirdly, you can also tie up with companies such as Urban Ladder and uh, you know Pepperfly uh, to actually sell those products. So, for example, if I'm buying, if I'm a real estate home buyer and I walk into an empty apartment with a device, AR device, and I can 
I and I am and I am now decided to buy the apartment. I'll say, okay, you know what? I'm going to have this color. I will have this sofa. I will have this. I can, I've decided my interiors, and I would know how much it will cost. Which vendors will supply to me, and it's all set. So imagine you are actually not only selling home, you are selling an entire home, like not just a building, you know, with the furniture, with the setting, everything as per your customer. The entire experience, right? The entire experience. Yeah. So in a in a COVID situation where you cannot social distancing and all that, so you just open up all your sample apartments, have one one handheld device. You don't have to crowd overcrowd your one sample flat, and let people see and buy. So it's so much easier, you know. With COVID. so COVID is actually helped our business. You know, our share prices have gone up like anything. It has helped our business for people to realize the importance of these technology uh, to to actually be- get better and do things in a more efficient format without having too much of physical overcrowding. Of course, COVID has taken away many lives, and it's not a good thing. Uh, but it's it's been a boon for our industry. Uh, so tell me, uh, isn't AR and VR solutions kind of expensive to get off the ground for a brand? Not really. Uh, I will not like to sell uh, with the pricing and all that. But it is not it is not at all a problem. Uh, the interesting thing about one thing I would like to say, which is also an interesting bit about my job, which is different from a lot of other. FMCG or consumer marketers, uh, is that we work as an ecosystem. We don't just provide a solution as a, so. We work with a lot of strategic partners such as Rockwell Automation, Microsoft. Uh, we have a host of SI partners such as Infosys, Wipro, Tech Mahindra, Capgemini, Accenture. We work with a lot of consulting firms such as Deloitte and KPMG to bring about a whole experience of you know at this technology adoption. Like I said, it is not just about buying a point solution. It's about a whole strategy. It's about you know engaging with consultants, and it's not expensive because you are looking at the ROI. You're looking at the medium to long term impact of your investment. Okay, Sandy. Uh, so while I was doing research for this uh, podcast episode, uh, I spoke to a couple of marketing friends, and they said, "Yar, AR VR karna na bahut expensive hota hai." So, what are other such myths that marketers have before they want to, you know, adopt AR or VR as a as a as a mode of uh, as a communication tool for themselves? Yeah, I think uh, sort of this is more from a. uh this is a mind block rather than really it being expensive because especially for sales and marketing applications the examples that i gave you on the wine bottle or porsche uh you know in in store experience it is just about you know some programming creating the app getting the codes on the or or getting those part models and in integrated so that one can actually augment it uh it is not a big expensive affair but it is definitely requires a shift in the way we think the shift it's it's a number of people involved number of teams involved within the organization it's not just the marketer uh, implementing a campaign but it may involve the product design team it may be involve the product engineering teams also in in case of car manufacturers to actually it's a it's rather a lot of people to be involved uh, in the implementation of the ar uh, strategy rather than the cost so i would say Uh, and and we are here like i said we come as an ecosystem so we are here to help not just it's sort of point solution you know so those are the roadblocks we get it's more to do with the change management it's more to do with 
the whole mystery of the implementation rather than the price got this that's amazing so sandy tell me uh, if i were to ask you that you know why should i not join the ar/vr industry what would you tell me i think one should take it up there is no reason why you shouldn't take it up this is the future because it's very exciting and as a marketer uh, you know there is a lot of potential and i would say wide space to explore there is no precedence there is uh, there is no formula as such you know even even when we work with agencies we are both the parties are evolving and we are debating and learning it's not like going to an ogilvy and asking to give us the most creative uh, you know ad for for you know you know for our fmcg product it's very different uh, so there is no reason and it's interesting like for example uh, coming to the you know fmcg uh, point uh, there was an recently you know we worked with burger king you know one of our in one of our regions to, to do this campaign called burn the ad so even for fmcg companies how they are adopting ar so they they were, there was an app where burger burger king or anybody who loves to eat burgers can uh, can point that app to any competitor ads of burger king say mcdonalds or kfc or any of the ads on billboard or or newspaper and the ad will get burnt and the more ads they can burn the more loyalty bonus they get to buy free burgers you know from burger king <laughs> so every time they look at an ad they're actually thinking how do i burn it to go and eat in burger king rather than i don't want to so it's such an interesting innovative way of looking at it so i think if you work for an ar company there is so much more exciting things that you can do with the technology and your customers who go and use your technology uh, and i would say there is no reason why one shouldn't really join for an ar or iot company got this so i am one of those uh, one of those people that follows charlie munger's model of invert always invert uh, thinking that you know hindi mein bolte hai na ki if i know that i'm going to die in a certain place i will never go there so i try to ask contrarian questions to sort of clarify my my learning that okay. is where it comes from <laughs> okay got it tell me sandy if you were to go back to college today it could be your you know students or it could be the mba or it could be any other course what kind of things would you want to learn to be relevant in today's time and age uh okay first of all i i don't know uh, you know there are few things that i would like to learn i like to first of all i feel for youngsters or people who want to learn world is the best place you have lessons from anyone and everyone around very cliched as it sounds but course wise i would like to learn more storytelling i i also read a lot on storytelling creative writing uh because as a marketer we are essentially storytellers and if we cannot inspire enough with our stories uh, we haven't done a great job so storytelling and i would also say a little bit of acting because oh, i think wow. <laughs> because you know uh what we do when we step into our office or not or our virtual offices is is we leave our i mean in, a, in any business whether we are in corporate or any business when we are talking with people in a professional setup we are have to let go our personal self and walk into a self where we are ourselves as much authentic as we are but but also be you know be ready to be uh, ourselves without being impacted you know what i mean so for example if you are if you have a very 
you know, healthy yet, yet intense debate with somebody in your organization, you shouldn't go home and feel so bad about it or stressed about it because it's nothing personal. So I think some of the workshops, acting workshops allows one to actually get into a method or get into a situation and come out of it, you know, un, uh, untouched or unaffected. So I think acting lessons, workshops, I wouldn't say full, full-time acting classes to become an actor, but uh, but to be able to get through these situations in a work life is going to be very exciting. Mm-hmm. So do you, have I have I ever seen you by mistake, you know, TVC or something? Me? No, no, no. <laughs> I am not. I, I like I like the whole business of uh, storytelling and uh, but and theater and theatrical aspect of life. Uh, but I haven't really, you know, I don't think you need to see me in a TV series. You just can meet me and just see the theatrical side. <laughs> Is that what your colleagues tell you, tell you when they meet you? Well, yes, I think uh, there has to be an element of entertainment, you know, otherwise life is so dull and boring unless we are breaking our boundaries and becoming a little excited and, you know, dramatic, I would say, or more animated. (laughs) That's the right word. Animated is a brilliant word. So uh, you told me right in the beginning that you are uh, transitioning to a different role uh, in a different territory. So tell me as a marketer who doesn't have uh, pardon my ignorance. Uh, I'm assuming that you don't have experience in that market as yet. So, as somebody who doesn't have experience in a different market, what are you doing to prepare yourself for that uh, challenging role ahead? I think there are a few things that uh, remain the same. Uh, for example, I have had some uh, international experiences through education and and also work. But if one doesn't have any experience in a market, I think the basic rules of marketing is pretty much the same. What really works in one's favor if they're transitioning within the same company or the same industry is the network they have, network of people within the organization they work with as much as with their, you know, uh, partners and strategic partners. And and the only preparation, the prep work would be to understand the customers or the prospects of that region, you know, how they operate, how different they are in term, from one region to another. So my movement into a more, Matured market would mean that those customers are way more matured. So some of the techniques that I would do in India, for example, more digital, uh, more volume-oriented marketing would change if I am in Northern Europe, you know, in the Nordic countries where it's more account-based, you know, going deep into account, understanding the account and understanding, say, for example, what an IKEA needs uh, and then and then evangelizing the technology through the chain of stakeholders within IKEA rather than trying to go after the entire furniture market you know what i mean so that is the difference when it's going for a mature market yeah and and tell me uh, it's it's a more of a personal question than anything else to be honest but tell me what are your biggest fears when you go to a role like that like you know is it fear of performance i mean you know i just wanted to uh, understand for myself more than for the podcast per se no actually you know i don't have any fear i don't i think the only fear is of course uh, uh, the cultural difference the people I have lived in UK, so I'm kind of used to uh, uh, the British culture, but I'm more excited and nervous for the uh, Nordic region because culturally they're very different. Uh, and that would be my only fear, you know, whether I would be able to fit and whether I will be able to uh, gel with them. Because at the end of the day, uh, any job we do, marketing, finance, sales, it's all about 
uh, you know, people, the stakeholders that we work with and how we get the work done and how we collaborate. The bottom line is that, you know, all this. So uh, like Jeff Emel, Jeff Emelt, the CEO, one of the ex-CEOs of GE, uh, you know, so I remember one of the videos that he said in which he said that he was uh, educated, like he was, he did his MBA from Harvard, I think Harvard or, yeah. So he said that during my, I mean, I mean I'm quoting him, which I still remember. It was interesting. He said, all due through my MBA, I used to ignore the organization behavior courses. I would think of it as a fluffy, artsy kind of thing. And I would take up finance and corporate finance and hardcore number crunching courses. But little did I realize back then that organization behavior and all the behavioral courses is all that I would need for the rest of my career. <laughs> the behavioral, so this is one of my, even my message to the aspiring, whether marketeers or anyone, you know, behavioral courses, uh, telling stories, the human side of things is the most important thing, uh, I, I feel, in my opinion, uh, to any job success. Uh, I think, and that's what we tend to ignore. We think it's very artsy, it's very soft and fluffy. You know, I'm spending so much of money in my MBA and why should I go and waste my <laughs> doing a course? Like, for example, in Warwick, we had this course called The Leadership and the Art of Judgment. A very interesting course. And the course was mainly about judgment. And when you say judgment, people tend to think of judges, you know. But we, as a leader, as a manager, as any professional, we are making a, we, we are making judgment Every minute, we are making a decision. We are meeting people. So the art of judgment, you know, to remove the biases that we have, to understand, to is a, a very important. You know, we tend to we tend to take it for granted. Who cares about judgment? We have so much of prejudice. But to be conscious about judgment, to be conscious about our prejudice, is an art as much as a science. You know. So I think courses such as those are important, and those are the biggest challenge that I would see moving into any role or any region. I think I think my biggest fear moving to a Europe or a Nordic country would be to you know catch a cold because they're like cold to a different level. Coming from India, I think I don't think I can handle that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You live in Goa, so <laughs> yeah. I mean, every time I've traveled there, I have been I've been like worried that I'm going. But 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 yeah. The last question that I ask every marketer on my podcast is that you know if I told you to throw open a marketing challenge to uh, the listeners of the podcast, what would that be? So I would say this is a challenge for a marketeer, no matter which industry you are in, no matter what you're trying to sell, whether you're selling a sanitary napkins, which can be very socially contextual to selling, uh, you know, notepads, notepads in the sense, not iPad, but old school notebooks. Uh, how can you think of a marketing campaign that will help the you know some kind of social cause solve a social cause or promote a social uh, message so that would be my marketing challenge to the listener so no matter what which product you sell uh, think about a campaign that can impact anything in the society something that do, does good for a certain section of the society with your campaign as much as it helps to sell some product yeah mm, interesting and tough to think on man I, I i don't think i can come with an answer right away but but we'll do so you just heard the latest episode of the marketing Connect podcast a show for marketers by marketers the show was brought to you by c4e and the podium 